Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. Follow with me, if you will. And the Lord spake unto Moses and said, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all the borders with frogs. And the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly. We shall go up and come into thine house and into thy bedchamber and upon thy bed, into the house of thy servants and upon the people and into thy ovens and into thy kneading troughs. And the frogs shall come up both on thee and upon thy people and upon all thy servants. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch forth thine hand and thy rod over the streams, the rivers, the ponds, and cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt. The frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs from the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me. When shall I entreat for thee and for thy servants and for thy people to destroy the frogs from thee in thy houses, that they may remain in the river only? And he said, Tomorrow. And he, Moses, said, Be it according to thy word, that thou mayest know that there is none like unto the Lord our God. And the frog shall depart from thee, and from thy houses, and from thy servants, and from thy people. They shall remain in the river only. And Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried unto the Lord because of the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. Y'all don't even know where I'm going with this. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, out of the villages, and out of the fields. And they gathered them upon the heaps, and the lands stank. With the help of the good Lord, I want to title this message, It's Time to Kiss the Frogs Goodbye. Bishop Pitts, if you don't mind praying over this message, I would appreciate it. Amen. You may be seated. It's time, Brother Kuhorn, to kiss the frogs goodbye. And in honor of Brother Kuhorn, I wore my Kermit the Frog socks. Hallelujah. God exacted ten plagues on the land of Egypt. Ten is a spiritual number, meaning divine order. It didn't seem like there was anything divine or in order, Brother Chris, about the ten plagues. It was mass confusion and chaos and just just upset the whole land completely. But I want you to understand that when it comes to God, there is a divine order. 
And no matter what kind of chaos, confusion, strife, or turmoil that is in your life, God is always working something out for your good. Amen? Hallelujah. Those that call on his name, the Bible says that he works all things to the good of them that are called according to his purpose. This plague that I just read in your hearing is the second plague that God dished out on the land of Egypt. We all know, you probably can't quote them all, but we know the one about the death angel, the one where he turned the Nile into blood. This is the second plague that he did. And this was something very different because in this plague, God did something for Pharaoh that he didn't do on any of the other plagues. The second plague, you may not know this, some of you do, but every plague that was dealt to the land of Egypt and to the Egyptians was a direct insult against one of their Egyptian gods. This particular god was the frog goddess called Hockett, and she had a specific task. She would bring birth early. And you have to be careful sometimes before you bring stuff before it's time. Before you invoke things before God decides to do something. Amen? In the Bible, of course, he dealt out the land of frogs. He says, if you don't let my people go, he says, I will bring frogs on the land. And they came out of the rivers and they came out of the streams and they came out of the ponds. And everywhere you looked, there was nowhere you can go in the land of Egypt that it was not just covered with frogs. I'm sure those little jokers probably hopped out of the way before you took a step. But there might have been an opportunity where it didn't. And you found frog in between your toes. I don't want to sound too uh, out of, <laughs> nasty or anything. But it doesn't matter where you went or what you did. Frogs were constantly everywhere. When you went to bed at night, there were frogs. When you rose up in the morning, there were frogs. When you sat down to eat, there were frogs. When you traveled to work, there were frogs. Wherever you went, the Bible says that there were frogs. And I'm just here to tell you today, no matter what you're going through and what you're dealing with, it's time to kiss the frogs, goodbye. And I'm going to make a little deal with you if that's okay. I'm not going to call anybody out, and I'm not going to call out any problem that you may have. So just work your deal with me. What I, when I say it's time to kiss the frogs goodbye, you change the word frogs into whatever you're dealing with. Okay? Because whatever you're dealing with, Brother Chris, may be different than what I'm dealing with. And so when I say frogs, it might be different from Brother Chris than myself, but it's still the same message. It's still the same powerful message. The Bible says that his word is like a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is not to illuminate, brother, your feet, and it's not to eliminate your path. This is my path, and this is my feet. That is what the Word of God is designed to do, Brother Vess, is to show me the way. And I don't care how bad or good this message is. It's not for somebody else. It's for me. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So when I say it's time to kiss the frogs goodbye, 
I want you to change it into whatever you're struggling with. It might be addiction. It might be the spirit of perversion. It might be some type of thing that you're going through right now. It might be depression. It might be some sickness or disease. But I'm here to tell you right now that it's time to kiss the frogs goodbye. It's time to kick that old habit out the door. It's time for your freedom. It's time for your liberty. It's time for those chains to be broke and shattered because today it's time to kiss the frogs goodbye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God did something for Pharaoh that he did not do on any other plague. He gave Pharaoh a choice. He told him, when do you want the frogs to leave? You got to understand, it must have been impossible to live with all of those frogs. They were in the shower with you. They were in the bed with you. They were in the kitchen with you. They jumped in your food. Why did he wait until tomorrow? I would have told Moses today, if at all possible, yesterday if you could, but why did he sit there and say, tomorrow, before we nail old Pharaoh's hide to the wall, I want to hear from all the procrastinators in the house. How many times have we put off that honeydew list? How many times have we neglected to fix something in our home? Ladies, how many times have we pushed off organizing the closet or cleaning out the garage? I'm not talking about some squeaky door or broken uh, light fixture. What I'm trying to tell you here today is there are some spirits that we have allowed to stay in our lives and we have been perfectly comfortable with it. And the Lord is here today asking Brother Dakota, do you want the frogs to go? And you're like, mm, I think I'm okay. Tomorrow. Sounds like a good day. Tomorrow is the perfect day, Brother Paul Graham, to do everything. Tomorrow, I'm going to start that diet. Tomorrow, I'm going to join the gym. Tomorrow, I'm going to work on this. Tomorrow, tomorrow is a beautiful day. I love it. Because today justifies, it justifies putting things off so that I can do what I'm going to sacrifice tomorrow, today. If I'm going to go on a diet, Brother Brantley, then that, guess what? I'm going to eat whatever I can today. I'm going to eat whatever I want today. I'm not going to get no help out of him. That's okay. But in this situation, tomorrow, because now we can deal with some of the frogs in our life. Now they're not so bad. Now we're on the cusp of losing them, and they're really not that bad. I can deal with those frogs. They don't smell that bad. They're not hard to deal with uh, compared to something else, Brother Chris. It's really no big deal because I can live with these frogs just a few more days. If I really had an option, I think I could be all right. But I'm here to tell you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, God wants to know, do you want your miracle today? Do you want your healing today? Do you want deliverance today? You don't have to wait. You don't have to delay. You don't have to prolong it because today can be your miracle. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. 
But this is what Pharaoh did. He said, let's call the magicians. And let's just hullabaloo and boogaloo and we'll fix this issue right here. And I got to thinking, this made no sense. I bet it embarrassed Moses to have these jokers come out and do the very same thing that he was doing. What power, what miraculous gift did Moses have when the magicians could do the same thing? But I was looking at it wrong. You see, Pharaoh called the magicians before he called Moses. And I got to thinking, how many times do we try to fix the issue, Brother Vess, before we call the pastor? Before we call on God? Before we try Jesus? How many times do we Google something before we come to an altar of prayer? How many times do we go to the doctor before we actually ask God if he, if he just wants to heal us today, huh? Amen? And I got to thinking, how many times do we call on somebody else? And it dawned on me, Brother Zach, that when I call on some outside source, they don't take away from the problem. They're not reproducing the spirit by any stretch of the imagination. They are adding to the problem. They are adding to my situation. Instead of me calling on Jesus and calling on his name and being faithful to the house of God and trying to give my way out, I try to deal with these situations on my own. And all it does is add to the problem. I think I'll just park here for a second. Sometimes we do that. Instead of asking, because I know if we ask God or we ask godly counsel, Sometimes we may not want the answer. Sometimes we already know the answer. Well, I know what they're going to say. I just need some other advice. I just need something else other than just go to church and love Jesus. Well, my friend, let me tell you something. Jesus is all you need. This church is all you need. There is nothing out there. There is nothing out there that is going to compare, that is going to measure up to what Jesus has in store for you. Bishop Pitts, you correct me if I'm wrong. You've been doing this a lot longer than I have. But it never works out when you leave the church. Never works out. It always gets worse. Because this is what happens. The Bible says that your house is swept and garnished of any frogs. And then that little spirit frog comes hopping back and says, Hey, that's a clean house. But he doesn't go in. He goes and gets seven of his other little frog buddies. And the Bible says the state of that man is worse. Because let me tell you something. You choose the frog you want. But that little frog, he gets to choose who he wants. And so when those frogs come back, you see, I can deal with this. I can deal with slipping up and doing that. I can deal with this. But let me tell you something. All of a sudden, you wake up one day and said, I didn't mean to go that far. I didn't mean to do that. How did I wake up here? How did I do that? Because that little frog, he went and got seven of his other little buddies. And now I'm worse than I've ever been because I'm here to tell you it's time to kiss the frog goodbye. I'm so sick of those spirits. I'm so sick of that addiction. I'm so sick of those habits. I'm tired of it. And it's time to kiss the frog frogs 
Goodbye. Hello. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Some of you kids need to get rid of some ugly toads in your life. And when I say toads, I mean friends. Because all they're here for is to lead you in the wrong direction. Amen? Amen. Sometimes those little ugly toads present itself as the opposite sex. And they come in strutting their stuff, hopping in like a frog. Like, whoo, wow, I, I didn't know she looked like that. And I didn't know he looked like that. And I didn't know they had all of that. And let me tell you something. Those are the kind of things that you have to watch for. Because before you realize the frog that just hopped into your life is starting to mess with your brain. It's starting to mess with your theology. It's starting to mess with your life. Now church is not important. Now hanging out with the youth group is not important. Now reading your Bible is not important. Now, now listening to Brother Zach and Sister Madison is not important. Now coming to church and coming to an altar of prayer is not important because you failed to kiss that ugly frog goodbye. Now you you love it and you like it and you want to cuddle with it. Woo. Get on the kids. I'm hurrying, I promise. I got on the kids and I'm just going to use myself as an example so I don't call anybody out. But I've got to be careful what I allow in my life. You see, you watch the progressions, Brother Jeff. It started in the bedchamber. And then it hopped out into the ovens and kneading troughs. You see, what I thought was, was quiet, what I thought was secret, what I thought was behind bedroom doors has now escaped. And now they're jumping into other rooms. And now they're jumping into other places. And now the frog that I invited into my life is now the frog that my child has to deal with. Somebody needs to hear this right now. Oh, this, good, this move is good for me. This position is good for me. I think this will do really well with my family. But I've got to be care careful because the frogs that I allow into my life could be the very frogs that my children grow up with. Very, very seldom does it happen. I'm, I'm sorry. Very regular does it happen that the alcoholic has an alcoholic son, that the abuser has an alcoholic chi uh, abusing child. But I'm here to tell you right now, because the frogs that you allowed into your life, into your bedchamber, into the quiet place, into the secret place, is now the frogs that your children and your children's children have to deal with. There's somebody I know that used to come to church, and now his child is dealing with homosexuality. I'm here to tell you right now, he allowed a frog to come into his life, and now those frogs are messing with his daughter. And I'm here to tell you right now that we have to be careful and pray about things. That's all I'm asking is pray about something. Pray about a move. Pray about a promotion. Pray about a change. Pray because I don't want to let a frog into my home. I don't want to let a frog into my life. Come on. What I thought. When I thought they were in the other room, when I thought they weren't looking, when I thought they were too busy on their tablet, I was able to sneak something by. I thought I was, I thought I was subtle. I thought I was smooth. They don't know. They will never know. I'll keep it in the bedroom. I'll keep it in the closet. And I'm not going to worry about it. My children don't have to see this. They don't have to deal with it. But they notice. They understand. And they pick up spirits. And the frogs that I've allowed in my home are now the frogs that they are having to deal with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you got to understand that the frogs were on the outside. 
And then they jumped in the oven and the kneading troughs. A kneading trough is a vessel in which they mixed dough. They mixed dough. The Bible says, give us this uh, day our daily bread. So they baked bread in the kneading troughs. And every once in a while, a frog would jump in the dough and a frog would jump in the oven. And without you even know it, you would ingest and digest a frog because you got to understand, I got it at arm's length. I got it on the outside. I got it far away. I can get rid of it anytime I want to, but you got to understand that the frog that is on the outside is now the frog that is on the inside. And you'll wake up one day, five, 10, 15 years down the road and say, you know what? I have had this issue for so long. I have had this addiction for so long because the thing that was on the outside that I thought, Brother Paul, I could get rid of is now the thing that is ingrained and intertwined with my DNA, Brother Jones. And I'm here to tell you that it's time to kiss the frogs goodbye. You don't have to put up with that one more day. I don't care if you've gone 15, 20 years. It's time to kiss the frogs goodbye. I don't care if you've dealt with it for so long. It's time to kiss the frogs goodbye. Woo! Hallelujah. You may be seated. Sister Kendall, if you'll put up John chapter 11, verse 19. I want y'all to see this. I've never seen this before. John chapter 11, verse 19. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. This is Lazarus. He's dead. Been dead four days. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Next verse. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever that will ask of God, God will give it to thee. Jesus said unto her, my brother shall rise again. Stay right here, Sister Kendall. Then from that day forth, they took, I'm sorry, go back to, you shot ahead of me. Go back to the next verse. Thy brother shall rise again. Verse 24. Verse, verse 24. I'm sorry, I thought I wrote it down correctly. That's my fault. I'll read it. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now I want you to stay right here for a second and look what just happened. That scripture does not mean that he is in heaven or that he will be in heaven. It does not mean that because I went to the last day in Revelations chapter 20. And the Bible says, and just listen, I'm gonna quote it. The Bible says that the great and small stood before God and the books were open and another book, which was the book of life. Then he goes on to say that the sea gave up the dead. Death and hell delivered up the dead. And the Bible says that whosoever's name was not found in the book of life were cast back in to hell. You mean to tell me 
that are, there's a resurrection where death and hell are going to give up the dead just to find out that there's, their name is not in the book of life only to go back to hell? That's the last day that she was talking about. I want you to entertain the thought here this morning that maybe, just maybe, Lazarus died lost. That's why Mary and Martha were so upset. And she said, hey, if you had been here, you could have healed him. He says, I will bring your brother back to life. And she says, I know, I've heard it before. There will be a resurrection day. But Jesus groaned in his spirit. I don't believe it was the fact that they had unbelief. They believed. I believe that Jesus was running out of time. What if Lazarus was lost? What if he died lost? His sister Mary was the prostitute who laid before Jesus, broke the alabaster box, wiped his feet with her hair, washed them with her tears. They did not come from a Christian background. What if that Lazarus was a sinner when he died? Go on to verse 25. This is very important. Verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now, verse 26, I want you to notice this. Verse 26. Now watch. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Lazarus was already dead. There was no way that he could believe while he was alive. So could it be that they were out of time? But Jesus had a kiss the frog goodbye mentality. He was fixing to kick some things out the door. Now I want y'all, verse 53, Sister Kendall. This is why it was so important. Watch this. John 11 and verse 53. It goes on to say, Then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. In verse 54, last verse, then Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went there into a country near unto the wilderness. What if that was the last day Jesus could bring Lazarus back to life? Maybe sometimes we think, oh Lord, they may not have enough time. They may not have another day. But what if God doesn't have another day? What if God quits? What if God stops working in your life? What if God stops nudging you in his spirit? What if God stops convicting? What if God stops showing you the error of your ways? What if God quits? We got this thing that God is just going to be this old wishing well. That every time we feel hunky-dory, we'll toss a coin in and we'll get what we want every time we come back. But I'm telling you right now that there will be a time when God quits working in our life. That's why today, today, today is so important because it's so important to kiss the frog goodbye. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Jesus on the cross. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. He was on the cross. He was between two malefactors. He was between two thieves. And one of them said to Jesus, remember me today when you are in heaven. Just remember me. Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Today. You see, Jesus was in between two contracts. He was in between the old contract and the new contract. And so he said, you know what? He's not really beholden to the old and he's not really beholden to the new. So you know what? Today, I'm going to make it possible. Only today. Only today. Sometimes God creates these special days and they show up in the form of a Sunday morning and they show up in the form of a Wednesday night and they'll show up in a form, Edwin, in the form of a Bible study and they'll show up in the form of an introduction at work or an introduction on the, uh, at the grocery store. God creates special days, not just for you, not just for your children, but those that are lost out there. And sometimes God will create a day where you have a breakdown or you get delayed and you meet somebody that you've never met before and God created that day that special day for you to speak and encourage somebody in their life hallelujah hallelujah I don't got time to go into all that sister Kendall I didn't give you this verse revelations chapter 16 and verse 13 Y'all think I'm going on. I'm preaching the whole Bible today. I'm telling you. I'll just preach it all. I don't want y'all thinking I made this up. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Let me tell you something. Every person that speaks into your life and brings fogs, they are not of God. If they are against what God has told you, if they speak anything against, if they just try to, to fluff you up and make you feel like you're all that in a bag of chips, I'm here to tell you that's nothing but a bunch of frogs. And you need to kiss those frogs goodbye. For some reason, when I'm feeling down, somebody just happens to say the wrong thing to me because I know in my spirit, Bishop, that those are an unclean spirit of frogs. When I'm feeling low about myself and I'm feeling uncertain, about my ministry and I'm feeling uncertain about the call of God and I'm feeling uncertain of where I'm supposed to be at somebody comes in and speaks those frogs into my life and I'm telling you right now out of their mouth they brought frogs but out of my mouth I'm gonna kiss them goodbye out of their mouth they came into my life but out of my mouth I'm fixing to kiss them goodbye I wish somebody would bear with me right now I'm telling you right now it's time to kiss the frogs goodbye. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is this okay? I lose my voice a lot quicker now. When my kids were younger, I'd yell at them a lot. I used to be able to hold my own, but now I can't. Out of their mouth, they bring frogs. But I've got the power to kiss them goodbye. I've got the power. Life and death, Edwin, what you taught this morning, are in the tongue. So I'm going to speak life over my ministry and death over the frogs. Amen? Not vice versa. I'm not speaking death 
Well, I guess I missed the call of God on that. I guess I missed the boat, Brother Wyatt. I guess I just misinterpreted things. I just I guess I'll go over here, suck my thumb, and just and just live, have this little pity party. Uh, invitation one, Dallas Jones. Uh, and that's just the thing right there. We speak death over our ministry and life over the frogs. But I'm here to tell you right now, we need to have a spirit inside of us that rises up inside of us and says, I'm sick and tired of these things hopping all over my life. And I'm going to speak life into my ministry, life into my family, life in my future, life in my soul, life in my healing and kiss the frogs. Goodbye. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm coming to a close. <coughs> Sister Kendall, you don't have to put this up. I'll just read it. You read it, I read it. We both missed it. Lord gave this to me. The Bible says in Exodus 8, verse 9, And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me. When shall I entreat thee, and for thy servants, and for thy people, to destroy the frogs. Everybody say destroy the frogs. Pharaoh said, nope, tomorrow. <clears throat> Tomorrow's a good day. Lived with them this long, I can live with them one more day. If you were sick in your body, could you go one more day? If you were hurting, I'm talking about pain that is so, so, if you were blind, let's, let's just say something that you just really can't go a day without. If you were blind, if you were deaf, could you go another day? If you knew you could have your healing today, would you, would you wait until tomorrow? Absolutely not. The blind man tried desperately to get to the pool of Bethesda. And no man helps me. Jesus wanted to know today, do you want your healing? Today, do you want your healing? He said, no man's going to help me. See, once a year, the angels came and disturbed the waters, and whoever was first in got their healing. See, that was a future. That was another day. But Jesus said, today, do you want your healing? He didn't even think. He didn't blink. He didn't He Today, I want it today. But what did Pharaoh, what did Pharaoh do? He said, tomorrow. And this is what Moses said. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses that the frogs died out of the house. First, Day before, they were to be destroyed out of the house. Tomorrow, they're going to die. And now I've got to deal with it. The stench. And I've got to go out there and I've got to pick it up. Because I waited. This is for somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. You wait one more day. You wait one more time. You go out there one more time, you may not have a tomorrow. God may stop. I'm here to tell you right now, today, God wants to destroy some things in your life. You won't have to deal with it. The Bible says that they may remain in the river only. God will move those little jokers back to the river. Okay, because he'll destroy them in your life. You won't have to deal with the stench. You won't have to deal with the piles of frogs. You won't have to deal with all this mess. You won't have to wake up in the morning and, and see flies and all kinds of junk. Swan. Yeah, it's dead, Brother Jeff. It's dead. But guess what? I got to deal with it. I got to go over here with a shovel and scoop them up and put them in a big old heap. But I'm telling you right now, God wants to destroy some things in our life. And all we wanted, we want another day or two with it. You know, that's what I'm trying to tell you today. God wants to destroy some things 
in our life. And it's time to kiss the frogs goodbye in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Probably from the second I read you my text. Some of you thought of this fairy tale. There's an old fairy tale called The Frog Prince. It's created in 1989. It's one of Grimm's brothers' fairy tales. It's about a princess. I don't know, you've probably seen the, the new version of it, the Disney version. It's, it's not even the same. It's a princess. She got a gift from her father, the king. It was a golden ball. She loved it. She outside playing with it one day. She's bouncing it. She's throwing it up in the air. She loved it. I love this gift. This is a gift from my father. This is the gift from the king. It's a golden ball. She threw it so high, she lost sight of it. Brother Jake, it fell in the pond. And she was devastated. She lost the thing, the gift that her father, the king, gave her. She was panicking. It was getting dark. She was stressing. He's going to ask me if I like the gift. I'm not going to have it. I need to find it. And there was a frog sitting on the lily pad. He made a deal with her. He says, I'll help you find the ball if you'll be my friend. She says, absolutely, anything you want. Wait a minute before you go any further. I'll help you find your father's gift if you let me eat with you. Yes, absolutely, anything. Absolutely, please just find my ball. Wait a minute. I'm not making this up. You can read it. I'll help you find your ball if you let me sleep on your pillow. That's what the enemy likes to do, Brother Vess. Not just enough that he's a friend. They want to move in with you. They want to be your pal. Brother Gavin, they want to eat with you. They want to sleep on your pillow. So she says, absolutely, absolutely. So he went and got the ball, just like he promised. She was so excited, she forgot the promise she made with the frog and took off. The following morning at breakfast time, she sat down with the king. Lo and behold, there came a knock on the door. Well, I wonder who that could be. You expect anybody? Absolutely not. It was the frog up on two legs walking in. And he said, hey, I'm hungry. She says, oh, she forgotten the promise she made with the frog. And she says, get out of here. I, I don't want to deal with you right now. The king said, what happened? She says, nothing, nothing happened. So he asked the frog, what happened? Well, I promised that if I went and got her ball, that I could be her friend, eat with her, sleep on her pillow. He said, a promise is a promise. See, God sometimes allows us to deal with things. We can get rid of it if we want. But we made a deal with the devil. 
And so finally, she got to a place. Everywhere she went, the frog was there. He ate with her. He slept with her. He played with her. Everywhere. She was getting so sick and tired of the frog. And you know the story. She finally picked the frog up. And she says, what do I want? What do you want just to get out of my life? He said, give me a kiss. Of course, she kissed the frog and turned into a handsome prince. The original story did not include the kiss. The original story, I like this version better. I'm a guy. I probably don't have a romantic bone in my body, but, but anyways. In the original story, she picked the frog up and she threw it against the wall. That's when he became a prince. I like that version better. But it doesn't matter whether you throw the frog against the wall or you kiss it goodbye. Your problem is not going to go away until you get it in your spirit. It's time to kiss the frogs goodbye. Let's put our hands together right now. I want to open these altars right now. All those that come. If you're sick and tired of dealing with these spirits, if you're sick and tired of dealing with these plagues, you have an open invitation that today you can kiss the frogs goodbye. Everybody under the sound of my voice, I want you to come. I don't want anybody to feel like they're being singled out. If you have an issue, whatever you're dealing with, God is here today to help you. He doesn't want to wait till tomorrow. Let me tell you that. He doesn't want to wait. He wants to do it today. He wants to heal you today. He wants to liberate you today. Because today it's time to kiss the frogs goodbye. Come on, let's worship Him right now. All over the house.